Welcome to Haniel's All About Enkelfähig podcast, where Scott and I explore the essence of the philosophy of Enkelfähig and its positive impact on the economy of our businesses and the lives of the people working in them. In today's episode, we talk to Dörte Heinrichs about the concept of Lean, its linkage to customer experience, and of course, what that has to do with Enkelfähig. So I'm sitting here in the studio with uh, Dörte Heinrichs, and um, hi, Dörte. Hey, Scott. Good morning. I uh, I got your name from. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> That's it. As soon as you say "don't do it," we're doing it all the time. Like, okay, I'm I'm sitting here in the studio with Dörte. Hi, Dörte. No, hey, Scott. that's crazy too. Okay, now we're just okay. I'm here in the studio with uh, Dörte Heinrichs. Hi. Hi, Scott. <laughs> It's uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I mean, this is uh, I'd like to say that up front. But uh, I got your name originally from uh, Simona uh, to talk to me about uh, ankle fake and how it applies to uh, um, to Hanyo and it's specifically about lean. Yeah, and I was hoping maybe you could introduce yourself, tell us what team you're working in, and Hanyo and why lean. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk about. Um, lean um, and also then later the linkage um, to um, Enkelfähig. So I'm part of the um, how team. So how is the Haniel operating way? Um, so the how we lead in the Haniel organization. Um, and one element of that team is that we do have a strong focus of continuous improvement and lean. And that's what my responsibility is to also make sure that we drive the mindset of lean, which it is for me, a mindset and um, a culture, into the organizations um, of the Haniel family. Okay, and did you just read the book about it yesterday, or is this something you you know? I read many books about it uh, over the last 20 years, actually. Uh, in a couple of uh, organizations, I, I, I always have been in a responsibility of driving change via continuous improvement via Lean. So more than 20 years, um, my my passion. Very good. So I'm looking forward to uh, learning as much as I can in this short episode we're putting together uh, about Lean concepts from an expert like yourself. Okay, so the core values that I've found that I actually kind of understand from my past with Lean and trying to figure it out are defining value, right? So the core principles, not core values, but defining value, uh, and then map the value stream, mm -hmm. create flow, establish pull, um, and pursue perfection. So there's a few things in here I think that need to be cleared up. And one of the things that I'd like to try out is um, mapping the value stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to... Uh, I would like for Anka to read uh, what's here as a definition and just get your spontaneous uh, uh, reaction to it. Is this what you imagine it being? Because there's a word in here I'd like to dive into a little more. Okay, okay. So, interesting. Anka, number two, please. The second lean principle is identifying and mapping the value stream. In this step, the goal is to use the customer's value as a reference point and identify all the activities that contribute to these values. Activities that do not add value to the end customer are considered waste. The waste can be broken into two categories, non-value added but necessary and non-value added as well as unnecessary. The latter is pure waste and should be eliminated while the former should be reduced as much as possible. 
by reducing and eliminating unnecessary processes or steps, you can ensure that the customers are getting exactly what they want, while at the same time reducing the cost of producing that product or service. Pretty good definition. Uh, so what is the word it's, you it's are struggling here. with? Oh, the word that I'm struggling yeah. with that I think needs more definition? Waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of confusion about the word waste because in our normal lives, we consider waste to be uh, garbage. Um, but in the context of um, lean, uh, it has another definition. Uh, do you see that confusion? And can you maybe explain it a little bit better? I absolutely see your point regarding the waste. Um, and that's typically that people don't necessarily identify what type of waste is that what we what do we mean? That's why I like the value added or the opposite, the non-value added activities even mm-hmm. better. That because that's more obvious to people. Yeah. Right? What are the non-value added activities in my activity in my day-to-day uh, yeah. working, in my processes? knowing that the value add is defined by the customer, right? So from outside in view is what is the customer willing to pay for? That's what we call, consider as value add versus what the customer would not be willing to pay for, what we should identify and then reduce as much as possible in our procedures. Okay. I like though, especially that you choose the the uh, mapping the value stream um, I like that because this is exactly the linkage to the CMPS, right? Okay. Understanding what is the value stream of my process from a customer point of view. That's where the voice of the customer, the CMPS, is coming into play. So that's a perfect choice. CNPS means? Um, so we have a net promoter score, which we are measuring to identify the customer experience. Okay. But I mean, there's a it's a net promoter score. Uh, and this is something that uh, um, companies can do in order to measure uh, their performance from from the perspective of a customer. And and does that work with questionnaires to the customer, or how do you get your net promoter score? So the, the key question is how likely are you to recommend this company to a friend or colleague? Okay. And it's on a scale from 0 to 10. Um, yeah, and I think this this part, uh, the, the map, the value stream, is is the part that most companies have a tough time being honest about, right? So um, what, what... What do you mean? My observations in many, many different types of companies is because at the end of the day, you have to explain to someone why they have to change what they're doing. And most people are very poor at doing that. Yeah. So if I go to you and I say, you got to do this, that doesn't work anymore. That worked in the 50s, but it doesn't work anymore today. And it's not going to work at all tomorrow. It works a little bit, but you can't just tell somebody what to do. You have to explain what the benefit is for them. And I think it's just really obvious if it's told, the story's told right, what benefit all of this is going to have for the person actually sitting at the floor or doing the job. What we want to do is create a business where things aren't changing all the time, where we're only changing small things to make sure it continues growing, but not changing everything all the time. That's what this leads to, right? I mean, is that how you see it? Partly. Um, I think there's also one element for me. If you bring a, if you take the emotions out, if you're mapping the value stream from a customer point of view, and I think there's no... Um, employee, no colleague who would disagree that we need to deliver on the customer expectation and adjust our processes accordingly. So this is taking away that it's my personal performance versus uh, the process setup is not designed to deliver the perfect experience to the customer. So therefore, 
everyone is willing to adapt to that because that's a requirement the market is just expecting from us, the customers are expecting from us. Beside that, it's also, I do wholeheartedly agree that we do involve the employees and that whole mapping of the the value stream of also the customer experience, uh, the journey. We do include the employees because they are the closest to the customer. They know best what exactly is expected. Um, and they have the experience in day-to-day activities. Therefore, they are a strong member of those events where we are doing the mapping and involved in the solution design of those future processes. Okay. So is performance the the ultimate why in applying lean or is it yeah? Absolute. Um and that that's the the main reason that we are doing lean okay. is to ensure and I want to add here um sustainable and repeatable performance. So what we ensure with lean is a process mindset, right? That instead of every one is doing the processes their own way um, and different depending on circumstances around. Um, we want to make sure that we define standards for especially the, the processes which are repeating on a very regular basis, that we take away the effort on um, rethinking the process um, Monday morning versus Wednesday afternoon. So putting a standard in place to ensure also the similar experience from a customer point of view. Um, and with that, standard processes enable the quality of the pursued outcome of that specific process. So we want to make sure that we establish processes, um, behaviors, activities in the customer facing and also back office environment to make sure that this performance is delivered in order to though understand what the performance is expected from a customer point of view. That's, for example, where we need a customer net promoter score, mm -hmm. that we do understand what is the voice of the customer, what is the expectation yeah. from the market and the customer. Uh, knowing what the customer wants and where we're headed is what defines all of these processes, and I think that gets lost sometimes along the way. I think a lot of times we are working towards KPIs mm -hmm. as opposed to working towards the customer value. So... It all starts with understanding what the customer expects from us, what the value is, what they're willing to pay. And I think we're not good enough yet to truly understand that. Yeah. I think that's why um, the customer net promoter score, the survey we are doing around that to understand the customer experience yeah. and understand the voice of the customer is so crucial. And that's why it becomes a major priority in 2022. Um, the the top priority. Let's say if you if you had to uh, set a top priority for everything, um, it would be understand in each of the business units. Understand your customer and the customer value before you start doing exactly anything else. So step two before step one makes no sense. Fully agree. Okay. Fully agree. And then you need to identify what is your current process setup. How does it satisfy? that voice of the customer, that customer expectation, and where are my gaps and how do I close them? How sure are you that applying these things, doing this, is going to lead to a harmonious uh, um, workflow that equates into performance as management understands it? 
Are you are you like a hundred percent sure? Is this is this your religion? Hundred twenty percent sure. Yeah. If done right, okay, and with the right mindset, and not just as a check the box exercise, that's key for me. Okay. Truly understand and believe. Why is it important and required to understand the voice of the customer, and then also be willing to take the appropriate actions to close the gaps. I'll, I'll add my own little bit Please. to it, willing and able. Yeah, so, or willing and enabled, maybe even better, because uh, um, I see quite a few uh, people, um, mostly middle management, because that's kind of where I hang out. Those are my people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, not quite enabled to do the things that they would need to do, um, whether it's, you know, cost incursion or whether it's just even mindset uh, things uh, that happen, it really needs to be bought in from the top, right? So as, 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 as sure as you are that this is the right thing if done right, are you also sure that it needs to be a buy-in from the very, very top of a company? So if a CEO is not emotionally involved in this decision uh, or actually driven to make it a point? Is it something that's possible to be done um, organically without the CEO or the top management? Nope. I think ultimately it's all about leadership. And that's also why we do make it a key priority in 2022. And we drive it on a monthly basis with all the business unit CEOs. We involve them. We keep them accountable for it. Uh, we engage with them and we do already also see that the mindset is there mm -hmm. um, and that they, they see their responsibility. By the way, there's one element that we, the, the key detractor on a monthly basis, the CEO has personally to get engaged with that customer to understand the drivers behind. So, so the CEOs are actually talking to uh, customers who have negatively uh, responded to the net promoter score questionnaire let's say that's happening as of 2022 yeah okay. so uh partly might be already in case and is that something that uh that, that we've thought of or is this something that that's been proven in the past uh, to to create understanding at that level it's it's proven that this is i think i mean to be close to your customer to truly understand and listen to him directly will be another game changer for me, for the CEOs, to hear it firsthand rather than just written in numbers. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I want to make a comment about the KPIs you said. Yeah. Because the, if we do define the KPIs right, and I'm not saying that we're 100% perfect on that yet, mm -hmm. but the KPIs should be defined as well to just reflect the expectation from the four categories of customers. Remember, we have the employee as one category of customer. We have the buying customer. We have the environment and the shareholder. Those four categories of customers should be reflected in our, our KPIs. Um, and then we also ensure that we are tracking the performance on the right elements, which is ultimately then satisfying all four customers. What do you see as the the quick wins that most companies can can strive towards first because I think the quicker we can show performance uh, uh, um, increases, the the better, more buy-in you're going to get uh, moving along the way. In, it, it very much depends on the type of business you are. Yeah. Um, but you typically, um, when you focus on on your processes, for example, in an office environment, it's very often the quick wins are more the response time. 
Yeah. which is not necessarily yet improving the quality of a product or a service right away. However, the experience from a customer side of uh, point of view, uh, extremely. So the response time to a certain request, to a complaint, um, to um, certain questions the customer might, might have, which is a very key element of that. Second, also the quality of the response. Instead of um, we are giving a certain feedback, uh, which we then have to uh, correct uh, a day later and two days later, for example, what's the lead time of my product, um, we, if we improve the quality of the response to the customer, this is having a tremendous um, experience element yeah. to the customer. And that's typically where you, where you have first impacts from okay. a lean in an, in an office environment. That makes sense. Uh, um, I guess getting the net promoter score is something that the, the are all the business units in Hanio actually uh, doing that now? Yep. Okay. This is uh, just now ag agreed by all the CEOs of the businesses that we will um, apply the net promoter score. Mm -hmm. Both, by the way, on employee net promoter as well as customer um, net promoter score as of 2022 as a standard KPI across the board. And we will have monthly dialogues with all the CEOs on that in order also to make, to enable best practice sharing um, and to learn from each other yeah. and um, accelerate the speed of getting traction and improving with that experience level to the customer. Okay. So the customer net promoter score, CNPS, mm -hmm. uh, um, there's also an ENPS, which would be Correct. the employee net promoter score. And uh Companies use that in order to determine uh, the 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 feeling that 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 my employees have about our processes, or is that just about in general their their mood in the company? What would the question towards the employee be? I mean, just I think the question is very similar. Um, how likely would you recommend your employer to your family and friends? Okay, uh, same on a score from zero yeah. to ten. Um, and I think it's more than only the satisfaction regarding processes, it's the overall picture. How yeah. do you feel valued? How do you feel enabled uh, and empowered to to do the right things? Yeah. Um, how do you feel being, um, I don't know, hurt um, and have the opportunity to also improve your your day-to-day -day activities? Um so it's truly, and, and when you bring that question back to your family and friends, right, this is clearly, you only recommend your employer if you truly say wholeheartedly can agree on, that's, yeah, that's, um, that's fun working here and I feel respected and I feel valued as an, as an employee. I'd like to switch now to Ankofeich. Um, Ankofeich is, as I explained to you a little earlier, in my opinion, something super special, something that a lot of people haven't really recognized as how special it is. Um, feel a little bit like a crazy person because I've never, <laughs> I've never really been this into something like this. It's not my, it's not the way that I am. I get excited about things. Sure. Um, usually about my own ideas and not about <laughs> other people's. Um, and uh, um, I can't, I can't get it out of my mind how important I think this thing or something like it is for these times that we're in. Um, I see philosophy being taken out of 
you know, everyday life and, and parked in religion, which a lot of people don't associate with, especially in the Western world that we live in now. Um, I don't see philosophy and business too much, especially anything that, that combines the, the performance part of it that Anglefade does with the, you know, the social aspects and the environmental aspects that it does. So I, as a person, can be whole. An ankle thing. I can I can take it within my private life, but I can also apply its concepts mm-hmm. then to to my work life. It feels like it ties work life together in sort of a a balance that we're all looking for. So that's why I'm excited about it, and I'm really I like to know: Are you just as excited about it, or is this something uh, uh, you do because Thomas told you this is important? What 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 do you feel about it? Actually, it's one of the reasons that I joined Hanyu, um like seven eight months ago. Uh, during the interview process, um, it's um, I first got in, t- in contact with the word. I've never heard it before in in my private life uh, or also in business life. Um, so I heard it during the interview, um, and it was not just the word itself, which is just something, right? You yeah. you immediately like, it's it's not a very common word, so it's like okay, what does it mean? And you it makes you think, which is wonderful. Um, and then the way how Thomas talks about it and the how authentic he talks about it and his big belief and his vision he has with that, that got me excited. I think I would almost like to say it even made me change in my private environment as well. So I always have been very open and thoughtful about how I live and what is my, what do I need, need to give, what's my part in it. Um, but since I am a member of the Enkefeh family, so to speak, yeah. I feel I'm taking more and more active part in it than I did before. Yeah. So you are a fan, an enthusiast. I am. I am a fan. Um, I love the vision. And it does something with me and also my role. Um, I do have a mission now to accomplish so this is now my mission, which I have to contribute to, especially also to prove that outperforming by doing good yeah. is realistic, which I wholeheartedly believe in. Okay. Um, how does this even tie into lean and the lean concepts? Because the one side of it, okay, it's cool. We can, we can agree it's a great thing. But lean... Can you can you tie it in in two sentences? Do we need to discuss it? I try my best if I can do it in two, okay. but it absolutely um, it it belongs together. I would like to say, so it's from two perspectives. One is the outperforming element. So how do we make sure we outperform? So we manage to offer product and service portfolio to our customers, which is Enkelfähig. Um still without being, for example, I don't know, much more expensive than a traditional portfolio. So with that, we need to work on also our efficiency and effectiveness from a process point of view in our day-to-day activities. The other element is also we need to change, for example, our product portfolio processes to consider even different elements which we include in the product portfolio, different services, different products. Um, So it makes us think different about our traditional processes, which we had before. Okay. Is change management part of your consideration as well? It's in the the center. Change management is for me in the center of 
lean and continuous improvement mindset philosophy. Um, and the same is also in the center when we're talking about the customer net promoter score. We need to take the change management element into it that we have to change from an inside out into an outside in viewpoint um, also for, with every single function in the organization. Yeah. And so... Um, when you're when you're talking to the CEOs about uh, implementation of lean principles, are you also talking to them specifically about what they can do to manage change, or is that left up to each business unit to decide how they can best implement change in their organizations? It's uh, mainly driven by the business unit. I think the core concept is embedded in the overall um, lean philosophy and also in the standard processes which we drive from a Haniel point of view into the business units. But in general, it's embedded in the change management uh, which um, they apply in the business units also from different perspectives. So I've heard Thomas say a few times, uh, and I think I've read it uh, as well, that um, the entrepreneurial spirit is something that Haniel wants to bring back uh, mm -hmm. or at least establish as a core value behavior. I don't know exactly how it's brought into it, but I've heard it brought up. Is that is that true? Is that something I'm making up or no, have you guys honestly. talked about it in the team? Okay, so the entrepreneurial spirit, as far as I can tell from what I've lived through, seems to be in conflict with this everything's processed out. How do you take a, a um, dancing outside of the lines uh, entrepreneurial spirit and bring that together with a pursuit of perfection because for me entrepreneurial spirit is almost the opposite of perfection it's the it's the willingness to take risks it's the willingness and the absolute okay with yourself when it just doesn't work out is is that still does it fit into a world that's run by lean for me it does absolutely and and but it's 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 a good observation i think many people have that that's Uh, like the standards uh, we focus on with lean, the, the processes takes away creativity and probably even like risk-taking decisions, um, which I think is not the case. Um, what we do want to make sure is that the the repeating activities, which is coming on a every single day basis, that we don't need to consider and that we don't need to reinvent the wheel on these type of things every day. So that we define standards and like best-in-class processes to take the deviation out uh, on those repeating activities, which then gives us more space and freedom uh, and time to think about the other elements which are not like day-to-day -day activities um, and be bold on those, take decisions there um, instead of reinventing the wheel on those standard elements. Makes total sense. But, but you know what I mean? I it's, know what it's, you mean. For me, <clears throat> a certain level of standard does free you up for more flexibility on the other elements where it's much more crucial than... So the day-to-day -day activity, there's a customer complaint, you need to react to it. Why do I need to even spend any second of, oh, let me let me see, how do I react to that? That should be standard. That yeah. should be um, the same also experience for the customer. However, if there's a certain other element where you need to be much more, okay, let's, let's be creative, let's think it through, let's think from a customer point of view, then it gives you that freedom, that time to do so. But... You don't have to do that on every element 
okay. every day-to-day -day activity. So we're not only being efficient, like customer-facing, we're being efficient with our time as a company, and that time can be reinvested into entrepreneurial thinking. Absolutely. Um, I'm not distracted by a bunch of problematic engagement in the company, but I can actually think uh, um, forward thinking towards the customer. What can we do more for the customer now? In, in many of the lean activities we're doing, uh, we even go to, and people might hate it, but automize certain process steps. The ones where it's clearly that it should not be any decision-making needed. It should clear what the decision will be. So these elements can be automized to free up the time of people to think proactively, what else is that what I can do to the customer? Instead of all these reactive activities we are doing based on customer input, um, let's take that away and free us up to say, what is what extra service can I offer to the customer? Can I proactively inform the customer about a certain situation to take away any concern, any um yeah, dislikes of, of the experience with us up front already. Yeah. That's what Lean is also all about. Let's take those elements out and let's put creativity and common sense in place. What can we do for the customer? Okay, I have two more questions and then we're done. The one is, let's just assume we have a company who has all of the buy-in at all of the management levels you can imagine and Things have been implemented and we're working towards perfection under all of the lean principles that are there. You would give this company, let's say, like a, a B minus, right? So you can't give them an A plus because perfection is never achieved, but uh, they're doing their best. It's not a concern for you from your point. You just check on them, make sure they're moving forward. What does the day-to-day -day look like? In our example from Bowwatch, the service uh, uh, people who are at the customer's site, if they see something, how do they say something in this in this uh, scenario? Is it is it, are they going to be going to their team lead, and their team lead automatically knows what to do with suggestions, and that makes its way all the way up the chain until somebody makes a decision? How how do we improve from that point? Every employee has to be empowered to take those decisions himself to improve on his own area of responsibility to improve that processes day in, day out. So that's that's in the core of the lean mindset to empower people also to take decisions. There's a process which we call daily performance management process where on a daily basis I do reflect on the how was yesterday's performance regarding my core processes. And the people themselves reflect and see, okay, this one was not as at, at the standard where we wanted to be, where at the expectation of the customer. So what is that what we can do better um, tomorrow on this process and how do we get there? That's, by the way, also I want to make sure that the perfection, the only reason we say it's um, um, we strive for perfection is what was good today might not be good anymore tomorrow because the expectation, the outside, the environment is changing so that we always constantly have to challenge the status quo um, and try to do better even more. So that it's not that that it's going for a never-ending story. Um, it's the, cha the world is changing and therefore we need to adapt on a constant basis. I get it. I, for me, perfection... I think 
perfect is the enemy of done. So that's that's my mm-hmm. I hate perfect. But I I like the strive for perfection because it does, like you say, uh, it keeps you moving forward, even if in the end it's microscopic moves that you're making forward because you're you're really close. Uh, it's like charging an electric car. I can bring in the electric car part of it. The first eighty percent are really easy, but the last twenty percent. And someone explained it to me is like if you're filling a glass with water, the last little bit, if you're going to get it all the way to the top, that takes forever. In the end, you're actually doing a drop by drop before it uh, mm-hmm. comes out. So. Uh, striving for that um, is different than wanting to actually be perfect, and I agree with you. And I think anybody can can take a picture. Uh, anything you do, let's say you're jogging. Yeah, the first day you go jogging, it's only a hundred meters, but then at some point, if you continue with it, you're running a marathon. And uh, and and it's kind of the same thing here. We're moving forward, uh, um, and I think once the process is in place and entrenched inside of uh, uh, the company, it's a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy then at that point. It's really, there's really no stopping uh, a company who's implemented this thing uh, completely uh, from just becoming the best that they can because they're honest about not being the best that they could be. So that just seems seems like it, it'll work. And uh, you definitely uh, are bought into the whole concept. I agree totally that this is uh, a very ankle fake uh, um efficiency win uh, in order to be able to outperform by doing good. So I'm excited about it. My last question to you is, is this a fad? Is this something that's just going to go away? Is this, is, 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 is lean like, I don't know, everything else we've heard, Six Sigma or any other project management concept? Is it different? Is it going to be two years later gone? Um, for sure not. I think it's um, a Toyota started more than 70 years ago um, with the, the lean mindset, the lean thinking. Um, and I think it's still active um, and still very valid and it will always be. Will there be different kind of probably names even for it um, and different approaches? Yes. I mean, continuous improvement should also be applicable for continuous improvement, which makes total sense, right? And we do that already. Also at Hanya, we do that quite a bit that we, it's not everything is the same as we set it up um, like 20 years ago in in the format, in the shape. We need to become more agile also with our lean approach, uh, right? We need to be faster. We need, so um, probably a process which we designed today in the past used to be valid for the next two to three years. Who knows? Probably we need to revisit the same process again in six months because something um, outside changed again, customer expectation changed again, and we are still not perfect. Um, So I guarantee there will not be a single day where you don't have any and not facing any problems as a company. And the mindset of understanding your problems and try to avoid them and improve every day a bit further That will not go away, I guarantee. Thank you for listening. Next, we will be talking to Daniela Urmann. She is the HR business partner and in charge of diversity in Haniel's How team. Daniela will be giving us insights into the multiple aspects of this essential topic and will be discussing specific strategies of Haniel.